0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, no draft picks for BYU football in 2015, but how many in 2016? An NFL draft guru has BYU with a first-rounder. Oh, and happy Cinco de Mayo.
1: New assistant coach Quincy Lewis and new bas- director of basketball operations Andrew May tell us how they make BYU hoops better in studio. Plus, BYU's way-too-early
0: bowl game projection from ESPN, Kyle Van Noy gets a new jersey number in Detroit and a potential record-breaking night. Oh, yeah.
2: Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, May 5th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Cinco de Mayo. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with antique chair collector Jerem Jordan.
1: Man, it'd be awesome to have one of those mustard chairs from the Merritt Center. Wouldn't it, though? Happy Cinco de Mayo. My mom uh, is Caucasian but grew up in Mexico. She naturalized later. So I love Mexico. We had mariachis at different weddings. Does she have dual citizenship? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, So she didn't teach me Spanish when I was younger, a little bit, but we ate a lot of Mexican food growing up naturally and everything. So this is a great day. We loved Cinco de Mayo when I was growing up. How do we accurately celebrate and effectively celebrate Cinco de Mayo
0: on BYU Sports Nation?
1: Well, we have sombreros. Um, I think we have some music <laughs> coming up. I requested mariachis a while back. Um, I don't think that's happening today. But uh, Cinco de Mayo, baby. I I don't know. We'll you, say, shout, you say you shout say shout out to somebody at the end or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you say mariachi the right the right way. Is that because I know
1: no other way? Yeah. Isn't Mari- it, I
0: say, is, don't Americans say mariachi? Ma-
1: mariachis. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Like I right? can't say Rio de Janeiro anymore after going to Brazil and then to your LDS mission trip. I say Rio de Janeiro. That's the name of the city.
0: <laughs> the it's Rio de Janeiro. Jerem is also a language expert as no, well as no. an antique chair
1: collector. No, although my brother-in-law did linguistics at BYU. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> the dude's getting a PhD at BU right now. It's like, holy shnikes.
0: <laughs> here com- I am. Our conversation a 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. You all know this, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Members always welcome.
1: Which BYU player is most likely to get drafted in next year's NFL draft? Holy Cinco de Mayo, what a question. Hashtag BYUSN. At C-O-T underscore BYU football. He's back. He is back. Taysom Hill. QB or running back, I'm sure he'll get drafted in some position mm. using the hashtag BYUSN. Way in. There's another one. At Big DXPC, I think Taysom Hill and the elite Mitch Matthews will be drafted. There may be something to that elite comment. I'm just saying. (laughs) The comment was elite or the comment about elite was elite.
0: Don't worry about it. The numbers... I'm worrying about it. The numbers favor Mitch Matthews. Much more on that coming up shortly. Well, then. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Bronson Cafusi, a first round draft pick in 2016? Huh? What? That's what the sporting news says. Yeah. How high and where do they have him going? Answers also on the way.
1: The Detroit Lions announced that Kyle Van Noy will wear number 53 next year instead of 95. So no more 94, 95 Ziggy and Kyle connection
0: there? Mm. Yeah, it's all good. 53 is a better linebacker number anyway. Way too early bowl projections from ESPN's Mark Schlabaugh and Brett McMurphy. Both predicting BYU will play the other Cougars from Houston in the Hawaii Bowl.
1: Hmm. BYU and the American. We just hang out a lot more now, don't we? That's, that game is slated for Christmas Eve, by the way.
0: And it just so happens BYU basketball. Well, if,
1: well, if you're the guy in Hawaii, maybe you have, for countdown, maybe you got awesome plans now. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> BYU Softball and WCC player uh, player of the week, Gordy Bravo, congratulations to her. She's W C C player of the week. They host in state foe Utah Valley tonight, seven Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU radio. The Cougars were no hit the last time these two teams played. Throwing the fact that McKenna Bowl can set the single season win record for BYU pitching tonight. Check it out. Seven Eastern. So when you Spento said this Linton. is the most
0: meaningful game on BYU's schedule of
1: the year. At, no, ever in program Ever? in program history. Stop it. Who cares about Super Regionals? UVU. Former,
0: former Cougar baseball player Adam Law has been promoted to the A Tulsa Drillers. Second former BYU baseball player to reach the ranks of A this season. Went 3-for-5 last week. Awesome. Good for Adam. He'll join us on Friday. Rise and shout.
2: It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU on the clock for the 2016 NFL Draft.
2: High snap. Hill dodges one, two, and carries the other into the end zone.
3: Touchdown.
0: The Sporting News released an article yesterday afternoon projecting their first-round draft picks for 2016. Taysom Hill not on that first-round draft list. Matt. But according to NFL draft expert Eric Galco, who's joined the program a few times, BYU's Bronson Kofusi going 31st overall. To the New England Patriots. Well, then. Eric Galco was spot on with Ziggy Ansah and Kyle Van Noy's projections. He was really close to where they actually went. So for him to have Bronson Kafusi projected as a first-rounder in the 2016 NFL draft is kind of a showstopper, especially coming off of this year's draft when BYU again had no players drafted.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's one dude and it's way early, so I don't read into it a ton. But I think Bronson Kafusi is going to be drafted next year, somewhere in the seven rounds. I think he plays the end. I think he gets a couple sacks. He led BYU in terms of a lot of different categories as the lead pass rusher, despite being injured. So, I like Bronson's chances of first round, first round's really high. I like his chances of getting drafted, period. If you're BYU, you can't be picky on what round. You just want draft picks when you've had zero, three of the last five years.
0: Let that soak in a bit. Zero, three of the last five years, but a projected first rounder, according to the sporting news, Eric Galko. Is it set in stone that Bronson is the first BYU guy drafted next year?
1: How could it possibly be set in stone? Is he the only guy drafted no. next year? I don't think so. I think there are others drafted. In fact, I think that Taysom Hill is the candidate to be drafted. I think that his uh, intangibles or the actual tangibles of 40 and Cone Drill and all that. I think, think an he's going to kill answer. It.
0: He's an obvious I, answer as an athlete.
1: Yes. I think he's going to be drafted and the NFL figures out where they put him on the field. There's a variety of places. I think that Mitch Matthews is an option. I think that Jamal Williams is kind of a dark horse in terms of being drafted. A lot of running, what was it, 22 Running backs were picked. That includes some fullbacks. Yes. So that you've got to be a pretty stinking good running back to get in. Jamal's got a shot. If he, if he gets back to be healthy, if he's 2013-esque, he's got a shot at being drafted. So those are the four, to me, to I think you agree, that best chance of getting drafted. But who's the one that you think is the most likely to be picked? To me, I agree with Eric Galko. Bronson Kafusi has more of an NFL skill set in his position to me, than the others. Taysom is the quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's, uh, you know, he could be drafted as quarterback way late rounds, but there's some guys that were pretty good that did not get drafted.
0: Listen, if Bronson is being projected as a first-rounder...
1: It's just one guy, and it's j- May, It's not dude. just
0: one guy, though. Yes. It's are? a guy that has some credibility and has a track record of being accurate. It's
1: May 5th. That's the most important part. Yeah, Galco's good, but it's May 5th, and it's one dude. I know it's that so it's early. May 5th,
0: but it's still... If he's on a projected list as a first-rounder right now. Malani
1: Fu was on a projected list. First and they, round? And he First didn't, round? He wasn't drafted no, at all. No,
0: he was projected to go in the sixth or seventh round. He was never a first-round draft
1: pick. I know. This is totally it's, different. It's early. It's so early, dude. It's too- I don't care if it's, it's, it is early, and the fact that he's on
0: the first-round draft board this early is huge.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cool, but it's early. It, just take for what it's worth. It's May 5th.
0: Okay, so you think that he hasn't done a lot. Well, with what
1: he's done, he's already a first-round projection. Yes. Let's wait to see what happens. This is We're going to see what happens. You said the secondary was one of the be- could be one of the best in BYU oh, history. Oh, now, like, now
0: we're going back. Dude, it's early, now man. Now we're going back. Just wait. That, that's, you're comparing apples and
1: watermelons with that, dude. Come on, man. we're talking about this is, <laughs> this is a draft pick.
0: This is a draft pick.
1: No, the principle projected. of wait is what I'm saying.
0: Wait for what? It's happening
1: now. He's projected now. By one guy, May 5th. What is that worth? Zero! If he's projected Zero. by Galco,
0: I guarantee he's on Mel Kuiper's board and on Todd McShay's okay, board. Okay, when
1: they're on, when those come out, then let's get a, okay. then let's let's get a little more excited. Let's do that. It's let's May do it. 5th! Let's do, I don't
0: care if it's May 5th. How
1: do you celebrate Cinco de Mayo with Bronson Kafuzi's draft status?
0: He's this early. It's this cool! Early. It's, it's important that he's on the board this early is my point. Yes. Who but cares what about a, waiting? He's already there! With one guy on May 5th! That doesn't mean a ton! Oh my goodness. Celebration! Uh, yes, We've won the yes. national title! This has nothing, Bronson, to, do, this has nothing to do with in the News first round. This has, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Blue Goggles. This has nothing to do with Blue Goggles. This is
1: what's happening. Who is your most likely guy to get drafted?
0: Believe it or not, as hard as I've argued against Br- for Bronson Confuci, that he, he's, he's going to get drafted. Yeah, he'll be he's drafted. He's going to get drafted. I think he'll be drafted. I think the guy that can make the biggest move and surprise the most and, in my mind, will be drafted above Taysom Hill, above Jamal Williams, and give Bronson a run for his money, is Mitch Matthews. Don't scoff. I know this elite conversation is like we joke about it, but seriously, listen to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the
0: day. 35. There were 35 wide receivers taken in the 2015 NFL
1: draft. That's more than I would have thought. Do you know how many quarterbacks
0: were drafted? Seven. Do you know how many running backs were drafted? Somebody's excited right now. 22. What's 22 plus 7, Jerem? 49. It is 29. Less, less than 35 wide receivers. Running backs, quarterbacks combined less than the number of wide receivers drafted. That's why Mitch Matthews, at 6 feet 6, freakish athlete, can jump out of the gym, is elite and has a great chance to be drafted into the NFL. You're telling me he's not a top 30 college receiver right now. I don't know. I think he is right now. Depending on whether or not he has an elite in your terms of definition, elite season or not, he's a top 30
1: college receiver. And there are things, I mean, you can be really good and not get drafted. You can be on a good team and not get drafted. Like, as an individual, you have to have a skill set that matches. Who did we look up this morning? Jeremy Davis was uh, a sixth-round pick from UConn, uh, had, I think, 55 catches for 500-something yards and only, like, three touchdowns or something.
0: He played terrible quarterbacks. Didn't matter. Didn't matter.
1: It's all about the individual. It's not about, yeah, yeah, the quarterback, whatever. He got drafted because he has a skill set that a team wants. Is Mitch Matthews fast enough? Yes. Can he get, these are things that have to be determined. It, can he get off the line well enough to in, bump cover, in press coverage? We'll know after <clears throat> September if Mitch, if Mitch Matthews is elite and if he'll be drafted, in my opinion. Because those four games are really tough. And so we'll see how he stacks up against good teams. It's one thing to do it against Nevada and Connecticut and even Memphis or whatever. It's another to do it uh, against Nebraska, UCLA, Boise State, Michigan. I'm excited for that challenge because I think he can meet it. I agree with you that he's the second best prospect for BYU. Then Taysom, then Jamal, then anyone else.
0: There's also this discussion happening, which quite frankly I'm getting tired of. The trend of BYU not having guys drafted is like this horrible black hole that BYU will never escape, and that it's Bronco Mendenhall's fault.
1: But well, let me ask you I don't you think this. that people think they'll never escape it. It's just, hey, how come there have been zero three of okay, the last five well, years? Well,
0: the blue goggle perception is, oh, no, the world is ending. BYU has
1: only had two guys drafted in the last five years. That's a con- It's not a concern to you?
0: Not as much of a concern as it is to a lot of people, that's for sure. It's a concern to me. Okay, so well, here's the thing. If Bronco Mendenhall has three or four guys drafted next year, is all of a sudden he like the
1: greatest coach ever? That this year was much that better one, than last that year. one yes. year. Yes.
0: No, it's because the talent prospects that he has this year line up.
1: Well, hopefully you can line them up more often. That's the point. That is why the hope. is why is there a dearth? That's the question. Why is there a dearth? If if three or three or four, would but there be are awesome. guys
0: still making NFL rosters, which I feel is I always have felt is more important than just getting drafted
1: getting drafted make is the most important thing related th- to that.
0: If you make a team, that's number 1 for me.
1: Yes, but you're more likely to make the team if you get drafted. That's the point. You have you can have more longevity likely. If you're drafted is, is versus that, free Is agent. that Is that
0: fact? Are you more likely to make the team if you get drafted? I don't know, that that's I, true.
1: I would bet that's I true. I don't know that that's true. I would bet it's true. Well, you're betting because you're better. You're, but you're, if you're, you're a drafted. technicality
0: guy, you're a technicality guy. So yeah. prove that to me. I don't think that's true.
1: It's a sports talk show. We don't deal in tons of facts. We deal in opinion. The NFL scouts will be watching closely
0: for many of these BYU and Nebraska players on September 5th. Countdown
2: to the
1: 123, exactly four months from game number one. That's awesome. And Nebraska lost some NFL talent. Abdullah, Randy Gregory. They have a new coach. The receiver, Kenny Bell. I think yeah, was Kenny Bell, who went so super late. They, so they lost three NFL players. At least three. That's great.
0: Which BYU player is most likely to get drafted in next year's NFL draft? Sound off using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, he's the new director of basketball operations at BYU. So what the heck does he do? Andrew May in studio to divulge all the secrets. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Softball takes on Utah Valley tonight. Spencer promises to bring the same energy from that first segment to tonight's softball game. 7 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: When do I not have energy? Answer me that.
1: No, but this is the most fired up you've been in the... I don't know. What show is this? This is show 442. This is the most you've ever been fired up. I just like
0: arguing everything. I don't know that that's the most I've been fired up. (laughs) Let's argue everything today.
1: (laughs) Now you've come to my world. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. It's a dark place, Jerem. No, it's... (laughs) It's full of brilliant sarcasm and awesomeness.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff. Which BYU player is most likely to get drafted in next year's NFL draft? Jaron
1: feels like it's Bronson Kifusi. Or as someone told us in an interview, Bronson Kifusi. Well, yeah, what in the world? Kifusi? That, that was like Jameer Fredette. Jameer? We heard that. that was a good one.
0: <laughs> Brandon Davis. Our boy John down in New Orleans. <laughs> At Family Budge, weighing in on our Twitter question today. If at T underscore Hill for Taysom Hill stays healthy, surest draft pick of
1: the bunch? Mm, I think quarterbacks are in uh, high demand, and there's a bunch. It's tougher to get a good pass rusher, in my opinion.
0: Seven quarterbacks drafted this year. seven. seven. Taysom, by the way, according to NFL Draft Blitz, was ranked the 13th best quarterback overall.
1: 12 12 was Chucky Keaton. Disagree.
0: Yeah, I think he's higher than 13, but seven. That's pretty only Seven, yeah. you know. It's he. The quarterback is a tough one. It's a really tough one to get drafted high or get drafted at all by an NFL team at that position. Joining us now, a man who BYU basketball has not drafted but hired back on to direct basketball operations. We call it the DOBO, the Director of Basketball Operations. Andrew May, welcome to Studio B, Andrew. Thanks, fellas, for having me on. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. So I'm wondering, what in the world does the Director of Basketball Operations do on a day-to-day basis? Because
1: to us, he comes and plays Tuesday and Thursday and shoots threes. That's what previously that position did. Well,
3: that's good to know. I better pick up on those responsibilities. (laughs) Um, Yeah, basically the job is um, to help Coach Rose... Get all of the little details of the program taken care of um, so that he can focus on the most important things of the program, you know, recruiting, um, you know, helping our players develop all those things that he has great assistance uh, that will help him do that. So my job is to help them, you know, academically uh, with housing, with travel, all those things to make sure that Coach Rose can focus on the most important things, which is
1: winning and, you know, helping our players. Absolutely. And you are a, uh, you're returning to BYU. Tell us about kind of the road you took as a student and what you did and then where you went and uh, how'd you got back here?
3: Yeah, sure. So I went to Lone Peak High School back in the day and then, uh, came here to BYU and, uh, did my undergraduate and graduate degrees here and, um, I was a manager that whole time that I, that I was here, and it was a wonderful experience. I kind of knew that I wanted to go into coaching, and so being part of the program and learning from Coach Rose was a wonderful opportunity, and so I uh, did that for um, about four or five years as the head manager, and so Jimmer Fredette's last season there was was my last season here, and then I had the opportunity to go up to Salt Lake Community College, which uh, is one of the top five junior colleges in the country and um, has been super successful. And I got to work with a great coach up there. His name's Todd Phillips and um, learned a ton. I mean, I did a lot of the operational stuff as a manager and then and then up there got to be in charge of our defense and <clears throat> recruiting and all of those things and had a lot of success and had a lot of former Cougars, as you guys know, uh, uh, coming from salt lake to to here to b y u and so it's it was a great experience. I learned so much uh, about you know um X's and O's, tactical things on the floor that will make a difference. And so hopefully that'll translate in my, my position. I think that's what's kind of unique about this position is, is there's lots of guys who are technical guys and organizational guys that can handle those aspects, um, but being able to do the basketball side of things. And when Coach Nashif or uh, Coach Lewis or Coach Lacombe says something that they need well, <clears throat> referring to basketball, i got to be on top of it and know exactly what they're referring to. And so um, I'm excited for the opportunity, and, you know, I, I can't be – more pleased than to be with the staff that that we have.
0: Andrew May, the new Director of Basketball Operations at BYU in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Do we have you to thank for Skylar Halford coming to BYU? (laughs)
3: Um, I think Skyler probably when he was born decided he wanted to go to BYU <laughs> so uh, I'd like to take a little credit but really no he I mean we were just so happy for him wherever he went I mean he, it was it was crazy he you know was a, a junior college all-of-american for us he was MVP of our league um, we that was probably our most talented team that he was on and he you know got offered by uh, BYU and he came down here and was super excited and the next day we got a call from Indiana saying hey what's going on with Skyler Alford all of a sudden I was like, Skyler's committed, but I'm glad that you guys are calling anyway. And wow. so, no, really, really so happy for him and the success that he had down here. I mean, I mean, it was perfect for him. We Every time we'd hear about how he did and any success that he had, we're just like, you know, even if he played zero minutes, he, he's so happy down here and it's a great spot. And he just got engaged the other day, so yep. super excited for him. So, Congrats
1: to Skyler. Uh, I want to rewind <clears throat> to you at Lone Peak. Apparently, BYU just hires people from Lone Peak. Like now, that's the thing. Now. Um, are you the all-time assist leader at Lone Peak still? Uh, I, I guess so.
3: That's that's what Quincy told me. Um, those, wow. those if that record's still standing, that's great because there's been some unbelievable guys that have gone through there. And
1: well, we, kn- <clears> we know Jackson <throat> shot more threes than he probably passed two others four threes. But uh, t- let's see, TJ and Nick, they probably split some assists. You yeah. keep that record okay? Yeah, exactly. How and did TJ not have more assists?
3: All I know is if I would have been playing with those guys, I mean, I would have doubled my assists. <laughs> those, those guys would have scored like crazy. It's quite the record to have. <laughs> quite the record. Yeah. You mentioned you wanted to
0: initially get into coaching when you, when you started at BYU under Coach Rose and uh, in your initial position, then you went to Salt Lake Community, now you're back. What is the end goal for you uh, when all is said and
3: done? Well, you know, obviously every guy has their hopes and dreams of where they'd like to go and where they'd like to coach. The thing that I, I think I'm most excited about and something that I've been dreaming about as a kid is my dad would, you know, my dad was a coach, coached a bunch all over the place and uh, played here back in the day, but um, he would videotape uh, the one shining moment at the end of the NCAA tournament, and so I had years of them stacked up, and you know, motivationally, I'd watch that. And so, as far as my aspirations, I, I want to go to the Final Four. I want to be part of how special that is, and and I did, I think this is the perfect place for it. I think they are, you know, the brighter days of, of BYU basketball are ahead, and I know that that's our end goal, and and hopefully we'll get there.
1: The timing seems <clears throat> to be just about as good as it could possi- possibly be. The Marriott Center is being renovated. You're going to have a brand new awesome office uh, next fall uh, in the new YMCA, as we call it. Uh, The Lone Peak 3 and company are coming in. Uh, what do you think of kind of the timing associated with your hire?
3: Yeah, I I think like I said this is this is prime time. I think there's they've been building and building and you know, I I think a lot of times we undervalue the the consistency and success they've had here. I I know as a coach we look around and one of one of Coach Rose's favorite sayings and I remember the first time he said it he says, you know, winning games is hard. That's one of his favorite sayings and I remember the first time I heard that I was like, "Really, coach? No no kidding." And then the more I got into coaching and realized I was like you know, there's so such wisdom in that. There, this is n- unbelievable what he's done here. The eight out of nine years going to the tournament, and just year and year after six, uh, success. And I I know that that's where it's building to. And you know, stuff has to align right. We have to have the kids home for missions, and you have to have an advanced degree in calculus to figure out who's coming home and who's not. And <laughs> all those things have to come together for us to get to where we want to be. And I think. Now's the the right time. So certainly excited about it. What's your relationship <laughs> with Dave Rose like right now? Um basically <laughs> he said it before. He's he's kind of like my son. No, I I feel like for Coach Rose, I'm there to help him and whatever he needs. Um, and you know, right now we have goals for our guys to to achieve uh, individually, you know, academically, all those things. And and that's my what I feel my relationship is with him is to help him and whatever he needs. And you know, I feel like I trust and know he's been in this business so long and has been so successful. And I do not take that for granted. So I'm I'm just excited to be with him and look forward to the future.
1: Is your Position something that you aspired to at some point in the past. Well, definitely when
3: I was a manager and <clears throat> helping the other director of basketball operations do their jobs, and I was I'd look around and be like, I think I can do this. This is you know up my alley. Uh, um, so <clears throat> definitely I knew that this would be a possibility. But in the coaching world, things change so much. Um, you know, guys uh, move different positions all the time. You never know. And if you would ask me. Th- Three months ago, what's happening? I was planning on this next year being at Salt Lake Community College and hopefully competing for a national championship. So you know, you never know.
1: Did you even have to move
3: yes. since you were at Slick? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes. I moved up there and lived close to campus, and mm-hmm. I'm heading back down here because part of my job is to be available. And so I got to be available. <laughs> got to be close.
1: Okay. I don't think Quincy has to move though, right? He <laughs> can know. he can stay in the same spot.
3: <laughs> yeah, you should ask him
0: see what he's doing. <laughs> Listen, priority number one for you is to get Dave Rose on Twitter. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, if if that happened, I'd probably be running the the the, the handle Twitter. for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no, more work yeah, for you. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say, let's just yeah. keep it how he's doing. <laughs> how
1: how good's your jumper? This is a question that we wanted to know.
3: Yeah, you know that's a great question. So my game in high school was definitely you know facilitator, get other guys shots and. Hanging out and watching Jimmer play for four years, I think everybody's shot got better just watching him Watching him play. So I'll let you guys find out sometime. How's that? <laughs> Tuesday and Thursdays, Thursdays at noon. Yeah. Got it. You
0: dropping dimes? And, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Andrew May, the new director of basketball operations at BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. Andrew, we thank you for the time and uh, wish you the best of luck moving forward. Glad to have you back in Pro man.
3: Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. All right. There he
0: is, the BYU Dobo. And he brings it. He's guaranteed that he's going to get Dave Rose on Twitter. <laughs> guaranteed, I love making, guaranteed. I love making promises that are true. <laughs> BYU Basketball also has a new assistant coach, and he's no longer the man on the other side of the Lone Peak pipeline. Quincy Lewis makes his BYU Sports Station debut next. Sir Quince a lot. What are we going to call him? Mm, good does question. He, does he need a nickname? Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Moving pictures on BYU TV. Download our show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. It's
1: commercial free, too. You can check that out. It's awesome. Hey, baseball is this uh, Thursday through Saturday against St. Mary's. Huge weekend for BYU as they try and make the WCC tournament. you got to be in the top four. Cougars in fourth right now. All those games on BYU TV and BYU Radio starting Thursday, 8 Eastern time
0: softball tonight. Baseball Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Another big week. The final week. On BOU TV yeah, of, of TV live, live games. Games.
1: Until August.
0: <sighs> until women's soccer gets going again in August. I know. And I, volleyball and football. I have football. mixed feelings about this every
1: year. Yeah, because you've been, you've been, you're busy every week, every weekend, the whole year. And then you know? when it ends, it's like, oh, a little bit of rest.
0: Then, but after Hashtag like a week, it's like, no okay, off-season. I'm bored. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. go do something. Yeah, let's get some games. Let's so. go do something.
1: We got the show all year, though.
0: Yeah, it's true. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, Sporting News says Bronson Kafusi is a first-round draft pick in 2016, number 31 to the Patriots.
1: If you want a fun conversation about that, go back to the first segment of this <laughs> show. Yes. Way too
0: early, bowl projections have BYU football playing Over in the, the first Hawaii tour, Bowl. Yes, in the Hawaii <laughs> Bowl against Houston. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anyway... I totally lost my train of thought. Your fault, Jeremy. Yeah, there's
1: a draft, and now all of a sudden we skip to the bowl games. <laughs> BYU and Houston projected by two ESPN insiders. That is true.
0: BYU softball and WCC player of the week, Gordy Bravo, hosting in Stateville, Utah Valley tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We just talked to the new director of basketball operations on the show, and now we are welcoming in... The newest assistant basketball coach for the Cougars, Quincy Lewis. Quincy, welcome to Studio B. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Wagner Seahawk alum. Are, yes. Were you the most excited person when you found out <laughs> BYU football
2: scheduled, Wagner? Hey, the fighting Seahawks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can only hope to contain them on the football field. How, uh, yeah, it's fun to see them come. How's Wagner football? You know, for, uh, for the level they're at, they're usually uh, pretty solid. You know, pretty solid, but uh, obviously this will be a little bit higher for them.
1: Okay,
0: you've had an interesting road, and I want to start at Wagner. How in the world did you end up at Wagner?
2: You know, Coach Rose could give you this story pretty good. Uh, we're playing up at uh, College of Southern Idaho, and um, on a fast break, I trip, I run into a wall, I break my neck, and I uh, didn't play for the next you know month, and uh, so my recruiting kind of was shaky after that, and I wound up at Wagner. You broke your neck in a basketball game? In a game. I was laying on the floor. Yeah. What in the yeah. world? Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was kinda scary. Holy cow, yeah. Yeah, so got back, um, uh, you know, didn't uh didn't play as well as I could and really my only options were Weaver State and Wagner when I got back. So thought it'd be cool to go to New York and uh it was a great experience.
1: What was it like playing for Dave Rose and a young younger Dave Rose at Dixie? <laughs> you
2: know, it was interesting because uh my first year at Dixie, he was an assistant to Ken Wagner who's now at BYU Hawaii and uh And then my second year was his first year ever of being a head coach in college and so uh I don't care what level you're at if you're it's your first year as a head coach i mean you are you're swimming a little bit and you're learning and things like that and uh but the thing you always knew about coach is uh he was so competitive and wanting to win, and he was a great guy, you know players love playing for him.
0: How much did you stay in contact with him over the years up until now that you were one of his assistants at BYU? You
2: know, uh, really through all these years, you know, not, not an every week phone call, but you know, uh, you know, a couple times a year, you know, keep in touch. And uh, he was always running uh, camps down at Dixie, so I'd go work for for him and uh, did that for three or four summers and. Uh, Obviously, when I got to Lone Peak, things really changed, you know, because uh, he was recruiting a lot of our players, and so uh, we were in contact a little bit more. But it's it's always been a good relationship, and uh, knowing he and his wife Cheryl for a long time. How were you as a player? As a player, geez, I was the best, you know. No, <laughs> no. no, you know what? Uh, hopefully, I was good enough. Um, you know, had a you know good career at Tim Few. Um, uh, we won a couple state championships and. He went to Dixie and uh, started for coach, and um, uh, for a couple of years, and then went to Wagner and was all conference player there. So it's was, it was a good career.
1: Which of your uh, Lone Peak players were you most like? <laughs> uh,
2: not Nick or TJ. I can tell you that those guys are too <laughs> good for me. Uh, you know, um, probably uh, maybe a kid uh, like a Ryan Rios uh, who played for me a few years back. I remember, I remember back. Ryan yeah. Rios. Yeah, yeah a, a pretty skilled guy. He's a little bit smaller. Uh, Got us the state championship when he was there. But, uh, you know, uh, Nick and Teach, those guys, are, they're a little different level.
0: Quincy Lewis, the new assistant basketball coach at BYU with us, in studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Um, you've had great success, and that's a huge understatement at, at Lone Peak. I mean, and credit to you and, and what you've been doing over there. But why did you feel like now was the right time to make the jump to BYU?
2: You know, it's a, it's a good question. We've had, uh, my wife and I, we've had opportunities to go different places uh, through our 12 years, and we've, we've just always felt strongly about Lone Peak, and that's uh, where we should be. And, um, you know, we just kind of got to a point now where uh, we had an opportunity here with Coach and uh, felt really comfortable with the staff, with, uh, you know, with uh, Tim and Terry and, and now, uh, you know, Andrew, and uh, really like those guys, feel comfortable with it, and um, it's the time.
1: Is this something you wanted in the past? Did you say it'd be cool to be at BYU one day?
2: You know, it's interesting because uh, when we'd been in college for eight years and uh, we went to Lone Peak, and uh, when we went to Lone Peak, we kind of said we're going to be there for two years and see where we're at after Hmm. two years. And uh, we were not sure if we want to continue on with coaching or not. And when we went to Lone Peak, it was never with the intent of, hey, we want to work into a college Hmm. situation, Hmm. but it's just kind of life takes you you on different paths sometimes, and that's kind of where we're at.
0: What's been the most difficult part uh, since the news broke about this this transition?
2: (laughs) You know what? It's just uh, it's you know there's so many things. You know, I mean, I think the first four hours, once the once the announcement was made, I was texting and I couldn't keep up with the texts. You know, (laughs) it was just. uh, And then for the next two days, it seemed like it was about every five ten minutes I'd have a text from somebody else. You know, hey, congratulations, great, great to hear, all those kind of things. And so. You know, all that stuff is great, you know, but um, you you get to a point where you really want to get into the the meat of it all, and it's uh, you know right now I'm just going through a lot of different things with you know the hiring process still, you know, as far as getting all the papers signed and things like that. So, you know, hopefully by the beginning of next week we'll really be able to roll.
1: What was it about your players that made it so so many of them went to BYU?
2: You know what I think it uh, it really started with with Jackson Emery and. Um, you know, uh people don't understand with Jackson, uh his he had some grandparents who had were season ticket holders for thirty years at the University of Utah. Oh. Yeah. And Jackson was they were they liked Utah. And um but uh at the time it was Steve Cleveland was a coach and uh Coach Rose was the assistant and they simply just went after him harder than than Utah did. And so uh, he went to BYU, fell in love with BYU, and that made a real impact, you know, on his brother. Uh, you know, I think, and then, um, you know, with Tyler, obviously his dad had been there, but you know, the truth is, is you know, a lot of people thought that, um, you know, Tyler, hey, he's just going to go to BYU because that's where Marty played, and uh, or that's you know, he's twenty minutes from campus. But I, I will tell you, because I was right there through that whole process, that he was wide open. He was willing to go wherever. You know wherever, and um, uh, we would play AAU tournaments through the whole, you know the whole spring and and summer. And there was one guy who was there a lot more than everybody else to watch him, and that was was Coach Rose. And uh, at the end of the day, that's why they got him is because they just they just they worked a little bit harder.
1: Do you take that now uh, as a recruiter? Those principles? Not that yeah. you're going to be in that position?
2: You know what? Uh, I think I learned a lot uh, more about recruiting, being on the high school side, than I did when I was a coach in college for eight years, because mm. you really get to see how people view the recruiters coming in and what works and what doesn't work. And uh, so I, I learned a lot more just sitting there watching some guys maybe not do as good a job and other guys would do a great job.
0: When you hear the words Lone Peak Pipeline, what comes to your mind
2: <laughs> you know what it was never uh it was never intended to be like that um but it's worked out well I think for everybody you know and, and my only thing with uh the Lone Peak players that I had was I wanted them to go to a place where uh, I felt like they could trust the head coach and they'd be in a good environment for them and uh and that they were going to win and uh BYU checked all the boxes you know you know and I, I think uh, that's why they got Tyler and all these guys
1: Describe the uh, recruiting connections that you might have since you were on the high school side of it and played in all these national tournaments.
2: You know, it's been interesting, Uh, you know, with uh, being out in the AAU, playing against all these guys, getting to know those coaches a little bit because you're coaching against them, you get to know them a little bit. Uh, We did a lot of -of out-of-state tournaments at Lone Peak, and so we're competing against the best. Teams in the country, you know, one of my one of my friends outside of, of Utah is a guy, at Whitney Young, who coached Okafor. We played them a, a few years ago, and uh, I must say, we got them, we we beat them. Nick hit a shot, <laughs> but uh, but um, you know, you get to know guys like that. Uh, last summer, we were in Dubai, and the the schools that were in Dubai were Huntington Prep, uh, Simeon, and Montverde, and I mean, three of the best schools in the whole country. And uh, I mean, we'd have breakfast every morning with those coaches, you know. And so I've been fortunate to get to know a lot of those guys through the years.
0: Handling multiple personalities uh, is quite the task as a coach. And uh, during the break, we were talking about one of our favorites, Eric Mika, who is (laughs) a huge personality and uh, very different than uh, a lot of different uh, players that we've come across. How do you how do you manage all of those differing personalities and keep them in line for the you know the one goal of winning a championship?
2: You know, there's certain certainly a parameter that is is there for every guy, but every guy is different. You have to coach every guy different and. Um, you have to understand who they are and get to know them from a personal level. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the fun part about it. It's also the challenging part about it. And, you know, a guy like Eric, Eric Mika, <laughs> you know what, he's he's a guy who was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun, and, and we had fun with, with him too.
1: The greatest junior jazz player in Utah State history? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, one of my favorite pictures ever uh, that I have of, of at Lone Peak is uh, Mika having – Two ball bags over his shoulders along with carrying the water out to our bench. You know he's
1: junior year, he's the water boy. (laughs)
2: Greatest water boy ever to be a part of a program.
1: He said he was the only he's the only junior jazz player ever offered a divisional (laughs) intelligence.
2: You know, I think KSL actually went in and and, uh, filmed him playing junior jazz basketball. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? It it is, you know, it was a funny funny deal with Eric.
0: The fact that it's him is just too perfect, you know, (laughs) that he was in that situation. Quincy, uh, great to have you in Studio B. We look forward to uh, what promises to be a very exciting 2016 season. And wish you the best of luck.
2: All right, thanks for having me, guys.
0: BYU Sports Nation and BYU's new assistant coach, Quincy Lewis. We remind you to send in your Twitter responses. We should ask Quincy this question. Maybe we'll ask him during the break. Which BYU player is the most likely to get drafted in next year's NFL draft? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Maybe
1: his boy Talon Shumley in a couple yeah. years at <laughs> receiver. Okay. That's right. Okay. Played time. That's you. right. I
0: like that. Up next, we continue with our trio of interviews on Cinco de Mayo. Leah Garner is good at golf. In fact, she's better than you. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerome Jordan.
1: Listen, softball plays Utah Valley tonight, 7 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Reasons to watch. UVU, no hit BYU the last time they played. What in the world? Also, McKenna Bowl is going for a single season win record for the Cougars. 7 Eastern, check it out tonight.
0: Twitter question today. Which BYU player is the most likely to get drafted in next year's NFL draft. This wasn't an exciting, Johnny energetic Linehan. conversation at all. I mean, this was Johnny maybe Kicker. the most boring conversation a black we've ever had.
1: Man, I feel like Eeyore today. <laughs> Why bother?
0: <laughs> well, seriously, the energy <laughs> was through the roof. You should go back and watch it if you missed it.
1: I want to read a tweet related to that. If I okay. may, please do uh, that at Quitty seventy. You yep. love the back and forth from Spencer and Jerem on BYU Send. Both are bringing it today. Hashtag Spencer's face gets red when excited. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Yep, you got excited. <laughs> I got excited. Yeah, you were excited. At byufan Fan nineteen ninety five is it excited, excited the right too. word?
0: Is excited the right word? Nope.
1: He says one Bronson, two Matthews, three Taysom. For Williams. I that's, that's the list think that I put that it, That's that I pretty close there too. to yeah. what it might be. Yeah. And yeah. I think three of those four have a really good shot. Jamal, maybe. Jamal's got to put up good numbers.
0: Jay Ajayi, the Boise State running back. BOA fans remember him well. Really good player. He was a Saturday draft pick. Okay. Really good. Like, it's hard for running backs to get drafted. Jamal's got some work to do, but if there's a guy that has the mentality for it, it's Jay the, swag it's, Daddy. It's the Jay Swag Daddy. It is. You know who else has the swag factor with a golf club in her hand? Leah Garner of BYU Women's Golf, joining BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Leah, Uh, you're really, really good at golf. (laughs) Uh, In fact, so good that uh, you're the only BYU player that's headed to regionals to represent the Cougars at your home course in St. George.
4: Yep, home course.
1: One, how is the home course at BYU in St. George? Yes.
4: (laughs) Because they like us, so we get to go down there. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. That's a good reason.
0: (laughs) Do you enjoy beating most people in golf?
4: (laughs) I mean, I guess it's fun. Winning's fun, so.
0: Especially against, like, boys, men?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they can't take it. (laughs) Their egos are too big. Is
0: there a story there?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Eh, Not really. Just just sometimes when you're at the course, guys don't want to play with you because they're afraid they'll beat you.
0: Okay. When you're out (laughs) driving them by 30 yards. Oh, yeah. How far can (laughs) you drive a golf ball?
4: Um, I can two forty, two fifty. That's not that long. No, I'm not the longest hitter on the team, but I mean it's decent, I guess. So. Do you have an LPGA
0: hero? Because I know some.
4: Oh, you do. I covered
0: the Craft Nabisco Championship I know. for three years. I'm just
1: gonna sit here while you two.
4: Chill. I was gonna ask you about that. Did you know they changed the name?
0: They did change it. This is last year, right? Yeah. Okay, which is whatever.
4: <laughs> okay. But I like Annika Sorenstam. Okay. She doesn't play anymore, but she's probably my idol.
1: Annika. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great player. What's your strength? So if driving's mm. not it, mm-hmm. what is it?
4: Um, uh, My putting's really good. Mm. So, lots of birdies. <laughs> that
1: what's brings what's us the to key to, to putting, Well,
0: Yeah, yeah, okay.
4: What's the key to putting, Will? yeah, See the line. Know you're going to make it, and you'll make it.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to pocket this. Do you
0: envision it like Matt Damon does in The Legend of Bagger Vance? <laughs> like the zone comes in? Yes. Right? Is that seeing the yes, line? Yes,
4: exactly. Right there. <laughs> Visualize.
0: If you're a great putter, let's say, hypothetically, you know, a handsome bow, asks you on a date and he wants to go play mini golf are you obligated to go easy on him at that point
4: (laughs) do you even want to go yeah that's the thing i don't really like mini golf so is that the irony (laughs) i'm not good at mini golf because i try to analyze everything so it doesn't work you have to be
0: lucky in that game
4: yeah really that's all it is (laughs) there's no break
1: (laughs) yeah when you're like when you're like pounding it through like a Like a clown's mouth or something. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. You know what I mean. Um, (laughs)
4: When,
1: when, uh, when you're on the golf course, Mm -hmm. what keeps you in the zone? Um, like, how how do you focus? What are you thinking about?
4: Well, I've been working with Craig Manning. Um, so he talks about two or three things you should focus on. So for me, I do the can-do mindset and I do visualization. So I visualize each shot and how I want to hit it and where I want the ball to go. You that guy's everywhere, this. man. Yeah.
1: He's everywhere. Every athlete brings him up. He he's doing he's great. a great job. <laughs> and he's a former coach here as well, women's tennis, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, can-do mindset. Do you take that off the field, too? Does that, mm-hmm. does that bleed into other parts of your life?
4: Yeah. No, it absolutely does. Even um, All the girls, our screensavers on our phone is, like, I can, I can, I can. Mm-hmm. So every aspect. Mm-hmm. In the school, don't want to study, but no, I can.
0: Mm. <laughs> Leah Garner of BYU Women's Golf headed to regionals <laughs> to compete for the Cougars. Obviously, you want to get to nationals. What are the parameters for mm-hmm. you to make it to NCAA nationals?
4: Oh, well, I got to play well, obviously. Um, finish top two out of the individuals that are there. So, How many are goal. there? There's six. Okay. So it's doable.
1: What do you do, um, what do, you do for fun besides golf? Because that's what oh, a lot of people do for fun.
4: That's the most hated question you could ask a golfer. It's <laughs> so all I do is golf. Um, I like music. Um, I kind of play piano. I'm t- taking guitar class, so nice. that's fun. BYU? Yeah. Very cool. But I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I crochet. That's kind of cool, right? You crochet? Yeah. I made head covers for everyone on the team. Wow.
0: Okay. Hit, oh, cool. Stop. Hold the phone. <laughs> we do not have a crocheted head cover uh, on the BYU okay. Sports Nation set.
1: We know you have a ton of time now that you don't have class. <laughs> After nationals. It's a
4: process. Okay. Oh, oh okay.
1: yeah. It's a process for okay. sure.
0: I, we, we're putting in the official request. Okay. I'll buy it if I have
4: to. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll
0: buy okay. it if anything. need yeah.
1: There are materials. Yeah. Later, yeah. You, <laughs> you're a junior. Next year, you'll get this awesome <laughs> stipend from BYU. Right? Uh, okay. I, I want make a one. crocheted head cover. Okay. Okay? Got it. Whatever the cost. <laughs> how many scholarships okay. are on the women's golf team? There's six. For how many people?
4: Um, she can divide however she wants, Coach. So.
1: Uh, like, are there 10 golfers? Are there oh, just six? Oh, there's
4: nine golfers. There's nine. nine. Six
1: among them. Yes. they so are getting a pretty good chunk, probably, yeah. most yeah. people. Yeah. What? Did you hear the news about the uh, cost of attendance stipends yes, and Yes, I did. What's your that's reaction awesome. to that?
4: That's awesome. I think that's cool. I mean, more money, I guess.
1: Yes. Extra <laughs> <for> cash, baby. <laughs> it is more money. Jeez. Whoever said, dang it, more money.
4: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brigham Young said the Saints would be cursed with riches I was like, I would like to see what that curse is like
0: Leah Garner <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation uh, Before you go, there are a couple things we need to accomplish One, I, mm-hmm. I need to know about the best round of golf you've ever played What's the best round you've ever played?
4: Ooh, the best round Like The funnest round I've ever played was at Cypress Point Earlier this year with my team Best course I've ever played Right by the ocean mm-hmm. and Just fun Okay. And when you have fun, you play well. So. Okay, that's
1: fair <laughs> Cypress point. targeting that as well. Excellent.
0: Second thing is we need to deliver you some BYU Sports Nation karma.
4: Oh, okay. I'll okay? take it.
0: <laughs> the monks are chanting now in our ears.
1: <laughs> they literally are.
0: And we are now giving you the BYU Sports Nation karma to take to regionals to give you that added boost of performance. Nice. This is legal within the NCAA as well.
4: Oh.
1: We okay. checked with compliance.
4: <laughs> yes. Chad William,
1: David Rasmussen, yeah, all those guys. We're good. We're good. Let's have her send the flag. Yeah. Sign
4: the flag. Do you mind flag. signing our Razo oh, yeah. flag
1: during the break? For Leah, sure. great to have you. Okay, well awesome. thanks
4: for having me. Good, Good luck. luck in St. George. <laughs> Thank you. She's I was literally
0: leaving like right after this. I am, so. <laughs> Drive safely. Play well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Leah on our BYU Women's Golf. Up next. We're not even close to being done yet. A an edition of the Cougar Whip Round, I promise you have never ever heard. It will not disappoint. Oh, in a minute. This is how we do it on Cinco de Mayo. BYU Sports Nation <laughs> continues. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most.
1: Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Softball, Yo soy El Nino. Gordy Bravo claimed WCC Player of the Week after wins over Santa Clara. Gordy and the Cougars look to extend their win streak to four as they face off against Utah Valley tonight. 7 Eastern on BYU TV. <laughs> Football.
0: <laughs> it's never too early. The Sporting News' Eric Galco has BYU's Bronson Kafusi as the 31st overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. I just heard early. Again,
1: it's never too early. I only heard early in
0: that. Also, ESPN's Mark Schlabach and Brett McMurphy <laughs> predict BYU will play Houston in the Hawaii Bowl.
3: Cougars in the NFL.
1: The Detroit Lions announced Kyle Van Ooy will wear the number fifty-three this season. Van Oy wore number ninety-five last season.
0: Track and field. The women's team heading up to Ogden to participate in the Weber State Twilight Meet today and tomorrow. Team Edward or Team Jacob?
1: <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Jacob. Former Cougar Adam Law has been promoted to the A Tulsa Drillers. Congrats to Adam. He'll join us Friday on the show.
0: Second Cougar to be promoted to A in the past few weeks. Halfway to the majors. Yeah. How about that?
1: I love Adam Law. Jacob dude Hanneman. Adam Law. We covered Adam Law back in our I-Provo days. Even
0: Jacob Brugman's killing it, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised
1: Adam if he Law gets Adam Law hit up a huge AA. shot at Lone Peak in front of Quincy Lewis. That he did. At Provo High in basketball.
0: So Adam Law is part of our future guest, Mike Littlewood, his former baseball coach and current BYU baseball coach, Jordan Leslie, also on the show. Why did he pick the Vikings? I'm really interested to look into this. There's a
4: story there. Yeah,
0: there's a big story there. Pete Meredith, BYU women's softball coach. The dude can throw a pitch underhand at one point in his life 100 miles an hour.
1: Yes, one of the best fast-pitch softball pitchers of all time. Ever,
0: in the world. Of all time. One man. man. He's, He's an accent guy, too. Our second accent guy this week. We've mm. had our yeah, we need an accent, guys. <laughs> third. <laughs> Today, our third. Third. Is it our third? Yeah, how about that? Okay. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Linden. Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Gordy. Don't call me Marissa. Bravo. Seriously, do not call her Marissa.
1: Oh, is her first name Marissa? Yeah, she What's might beat you it? up. Gordy's
0: uh, nickname? Gordy is her nickname, and it's just her name, nice. if, if you ask her. Okay. West Coast Conference Player of the Week again. She's on pace to be an All-American for the second time in her BYU career. Uh, yeah. I want to read some tweets. Not about our Twitter question, but just some shots that have been fired at me. Okay? (laughs) At Hobocita. I just want to know who spiked Spencer Linton's blue (laughs) 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 Kool-Aid. Hobocita! Because it's more extreme today? Is that the joke? No, it's not more extreme. I'm just animated. At Laser Sheep. I'm realizing that my mentality is a perfect mix of Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. I have yelled at both and agreed with both today. (laughs) (laughs) Ariba. I love it. Yeah, this is really good stuff. Okay. Uh, At Clark Inac. Oh, no, just kidding. I'm not going to read that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read it in a minute. Okay.
1: Thanks to Andrew May, Quincy Lewis, Leah Garner, and everyone on our crew, including El Guapo. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram (laughs) at BYU Sports Nation. It's a sweater. I love that movie. Three amigos, Oh, I hit the sombrero throwing this.
0: The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jeremy, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tony Hernandez. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.